2: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk.
1: It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com.
2: Cousins, forgetting about the field goal, feeling one-armed, able to bring it down for the touchdown. Welcome into Purple Daily, state of Kirk Cousins Wednesday, and a pecking order. And it's powered by Corona hard seltzer, Declan Goff. Still yes. celebrating that Kirk Cousins Monday night victory. Uh, you
1: know, I'll be drinking a lot of, I think, uh, blackberry limes over the next three games, boys, because we got uh, we got wins on the schedule. Jameis and Winston just going to be eating all these W's. I'm going to be just pounding Corona hard seltzers. Yeah, more like Jameis Lawston. Oh, I'll see what you did there. He, and and you, that could be the case here in about a month. If Drew Brees uh, has a collapsed lung and broken ribs, I mean, that dude could be out for a while. And I highly recommend that Drew Brees maybe goes into some Corona hard seltzers, because it's the only hard seltzer made. With Pure Beach vibes with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime, Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment in each can. Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spike sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Football.
0: Down at six, and Chicago has all three timeouts remaining. Here's Kyle Rudolph, who is smart enough to stay in bounds. He'll be dropped by Mingo, and you see how fired up Kirk Cousins is.
2: Number Chicago one. will spend a timeout. Twenty points, man! You gave us a chance at the end, but I got three words for you: You like that? Yes. You like how that tastes? You oh. like how that like tastes? I thought we were past that. that like no, we're not. not. I'm still so incredibly no, uncomfortable. I
0: heard it all week long, right? 0 and 9 on Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. You like how this tastes? Yeah. No, 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 my, no, no. no you just want to be standing. <laughs> no, my don't do it. Get someone else no, to do it. You don't like how that oh, tastes. Oh, you like how this? Oh no, I don't. It's so creepy.
2: Then, oh fuck. man. So, all right, welcome in. It's Purple Daily, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff. And every Wednesday, we dive into our State of Kirk Cousins discussion, powered by Corona Hard Seltzer, Spiked Sparkling Water. And we, uh, we, we cheers to can to Kirk, even though we've been super hard on him on this show. Apple, Spotify, com, and also, uh, YouTube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast are the places you can find us everyday talking Vikings. Uh, but we've been super hard on him. And and I think it's time now for sort of a look back at these last three games, a look back at uh, at where Kirk's at here. And, it, and before we get into the deep dive, he does deserve without any yeah buts or anything a ton of credit for the way that he played in that Monday night game. That interception was not his fault. He played perfectly within the scheme, and uh, and and I think even more credit too to Gary Kubiak for just figuring out exactly how to use these chess pieces. So before we get into any sort of evaluation and a look at the future, I, I do think Kirk deserves a tip of the cap to uh, to, to celebrate his win on Monday, because we've been super critical, and we can also admit when someone deserves praise. at least yeah, Kirk I can, was fantastic. I yeah.
0: No, 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 I'm, I'm saying that Kirk, look, m- my big picture feelings about Kirk have not changed him, but Kirk played well, and if Kirk is put, and we have said this from day one too, if Kirk is put in a position to succeed, he can it's when you put the whole load on Kirk's shoulders, you have problems. But the game plan against the Bears, and keep in mind, too, a good defense. So, so yes, the Bears' offense stinks. It's, it's terrible. But their defense is good. Um, and the Vikings stuck with a game plan and showed patience, and I really believe ultimately put Cousins in a position to succeed. And the kudos to Kirk is he can then take the baton at that point in time and be successful, and Kirk was. So I yeah. think we are. All, we all agree that Kirk Cousins. That, that without necessarily altering our feelings about Kirk, because I get those notes about now. Nah, you see, no, no, no. I've always said this. If Kirk is put in a position to do the best that Kirk can, I think Kirk can be a good quarterback. Actually, let's start with you know. So is that fair? That's fair. Like is that's that fair. like? I just want to know what's fair here. I, I just. It frustrates me when I'm asked to be like, "Oh, you're gonna have to walk back." No, I really don't have to walk it all back. <laughs>
2: Let um, me read one of them because yeah. Will, Will McNeil hit us up on Twitter, and if, listen, we'll we'll take the criticism if you disagree. with Well, And Will's
0: fine; like he's just a fan, which is absolutely fine.
2: And and Will said, "Nothing makes me happier than this." Is on Twitter at Phil Mackey at Jay Zolget at Dex's tweets. Nothing makes me happier than watching Courtney Cronin, Phil Mackey, and Judd Zolget oh, walk scary. back all their hot seat Zim and Kirk BS after our bad start. Zim great at dealing with adversity. He's shown that repeatedly fixing defense on the fly. Uh, Kirk one interception in three games post by, and by the way, that interception was not his fault. Uh, keep doubting skull to which I, I did retweet this and say, I would still look to move Kirk in the offseason. Okay. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Like if he finishes the season hot, it just makes it more likely that I can trade him to San Francisco and get out from underneath the 33 million. Mm-hmm. So um, I can, I think you can say two things. Kirk is playing really well. Mm-hmm. He has turned his season around, and in part because of that, the Vikings are turning their season around. And long term, I'm still really interested in a cheaper, younger, mobile quarterback that I can mold for the next eight to ten years. And Th- those two things can be. If true.
0: you were to ask me, uh, post bye week, who has who has been most responsible for the, the Vikings going from one and five to now what four and five? I still think it's the coaching staff. I don't think it's Kirk. I think it's a coaching staff that came in with a, an aggressive, sort of unfocused plan here and sat down after that uh, debacle of the Falcons loss and said, hold on a second here. We're going to have to rethink how we do things. And so Mike has put the defense in a position to succeed. And Mike and Gary together, I think, took the offensive structure, which, was, which featured Cook a lot, and basically upped the ante and said, but the one thing that we didn't do in the first six games that they have done in the past three is put Kirk in a position to succeed. So if you're asking me to walk things back, I would start with, or give credit, I would start with, I think the coaching staff has done a phenomenal job yeah. and deserves a ton of praise for
2: that. I agree. I I totally agree. Um, I want to give you guys a couple interesting Kirk Cousins statistics, and then we can get into sort of the, the deeper dive into the state of Kirk Cousins here. So he, according to Pro Football Focus, is the highest graded quarterback when under pressure this year. Kirk Cousins has like a 68 grade. I don't have it in front of me. It's like a 68 grade when under pressure this year. I also saw on ESPN that Tom Brady, when he's under pressure this year, has like a 30 quarterback rating with no touchdowns and multiple picks. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're asking me, who do I want at quarterback for the rest of the season When like, even when there's like pressure in his face, like I'll still take Tom Brady. So some of these numbers don't necessarily fit um, my own perception, but they are very interesting. And then Kirk Cousins also still leads the NFL in yards per pass attempt, just a shade under nine yards per pass attempt, more than Russell Wilson, more than Josh Allen, more than Tom Brady, number one in the NFL. Now, on that second statistic, I think a lot of that, again, credit to Kirk but also credit to Gary Kubiak and Dalvin Cook because when i see a yards per attempt number that high and i see the vikings running the ball as often as they are to me those runs and the threat of dalvin cook and then the way you can play play action and and call rollouts and bootlegs it's opening up that middle chunk of the field from like you know 8 to 20 yards in the air and that's where you see a lot of the like even Kyle Rudolph like a lot of the receptions he has it's wide open in the middle of the field, and then he can just sort of lean forward for 10 or 11 yards because guess what? That second level of defenders has to worry about Dalvin Cook so much. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so that, that, that yards per attempt number being so much higher, it's like two yards higher than it was when Kirk started with the Vikings in 2018. Mm-hmm. It's less about Kirk all of a sudden like taking more shots down the field, and it's more about the running game being so effective and the scheme honing in on what works in the passing game.
0: And- Keep in mind, too, if I'm not mistaken, Kirk was talking about this, uh, was it coming out of the bye initially or going into it when Kirk was during his um, presser on a Wednesday, I think, uh, talked about hitting more singles instead of doubles, home runs. This is all basically what he. so, So Kirk didn't think that up himself. He had been told this and articulated it as his own to the press. But. I think what he was getting at and that we've seen for sure in these past three games was the desire to have Kirk be efficient, right? It, it's as efficient as possible. And what is that? That is short passes, like to your tight ends, to Jefferson. Um, and so it wasn't the Kirk. Kirk didn't sit home the week of the bye, in my opinion, and say, you know what I'd really like to do? get more <laughs> singles. Those home runs are no fun. Quarterbacks like to hit. Home runs, but I think what Kirk was told, and what Kubiak and and Mike probably realized, and is the smart play, is we've got this back who teams are going to have to if if we give him again too, it's a lot thirty carries per game that they're going to ha- have to hyper focus on said back. And so, if that's the case, what does that spring for Kirk on short passes that can be successful because Kirk can throw those passes? And he's done a good job. But that goes back to that entire thing of I need to hit more singles. Yeah. Not being a Kirk thought, but basically being a schematic uh, conversation that probably took place between
2: Kubiak and Cousins. His like when he said that a a couple weeks ago, it kind of came off to me anyways, as him thinking or saying we need to replace some of those home runs with singles and doubles. And it's like, no, no, no. Like if you've got home runs available, definitely take them. Yep. But also add in more singles and doubles as, and they've done as that. you can. They've done yeah. a good job of that. Here's another number for you. So with with uh, the Vikings, I believe, were tied with the Bears 13 to 13 going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And then early in the fourth, they scored that touchdown. Kirk helped lead them down the field and scored a touchdown. They missed the extra point, but they go up 19 to 13. That score holds. That was Kirk's second career game winning drive as a Vikings quarterback. So he's let's see here 16 15 as a vikings quarterback he's played 40 games in the regular season and what three two playoff games two, pl- two, two playoff, playoff games, games. saints so, and niners and let's so let's just go with the we'll just go with the regular season numbers i have in front of me here but sure. 40 regular season games only two game winning drives uh plenty of opportunities cuz the vikings have have basically just been you know like five games above 500 over that stretch so it's not it's not like Oh, they're just like massacring teams and they're always up in the fourth quarter. Like there's been opportunities and he has not cashed in on those. I think there's been like 16 opportunities or something. Yep. And he's only cashed in on a couple of them. Um, but again, credit. That's, that's an area where he has not been great compared to the rest of the league. He did have eight game winning drives between his last two years in Washington and the four he had in 2017 tied the NFL lead. So there was, there, you know, there were opportunities, and he was cashing in on some of them in Washington, and he's only had it twice here. But like, that's something that I would like to see more of. I would be less critical of Kirk if, when put in those situations, it wasn't just an excuse fest by everyone. Well, I mean, the well, offensive line was I'll give perfect. you
0: one. The Titans game. Sure. Like, that Titans game is, is you're at home. The Titans are good, but not great. Um, that is the definition of, I'm paying you to do this. That's that game. And and what was discouraging at that time about that game and that last drive was that it was hopeless from the start. And I again to your point Phil, there was pressure, I get that. But sometimes you have to overcome the conditions to just basically say I will do this. And and that was a a field goal. So like we're talking about getting 25 yards. Um but yeah, this one to me was impressive. And, and I do go back to, and the only thing that su- surprises me too, though, is I guess I'm a little bit confused as to why it took Kubiak this long to find the formula when he was not calling plays, but certainly had input and was here all last year. Like, I'm a little bit surprised that we had to turn this corner. I'm not saying that Kirk was going to be perfect uh, or the offense was going to be perfect from mm-hmm. day one with, you know, without uh, a training camp and without exhibition games. But it is a little bit of a surprise that it took six games and then a bye week to regroup, but they have all done a good job of that.
2: Yeah, uh, I agree. And I think there's a lot of wins left on the, on the schedule here. And Kirk's going to have more opportunities to check some of these boxes. I would love to, before we get into our pigskin pecking order here, you post a question to Declan and I, this is probably a week ago now. It was, it was, it was before the Bears game. Um, it was during if,
0: Sunday's games. That's what it was. I was watching Red Zone, and it occurred to me as they flipped from game to game to game.
2: Pose your mobile, with yeah, your un- mobile quarterback. With,
0: with unbelievable, talented, mobile, mobile quarterbacks. And what, I, what we're seeing here is we're seeing the game has changed. It used to be Michael Vick of the Falcons can really run. Man, I wonder if there's more of those guys out there. Well as they flipped from game to game and you got Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Herbert who can move, Joe Burrow.
2: Yeah, he can move.
0: Okay, the game has now changed. And my question was how long how much more time do do teams have to have the ability to say but my guys a drop back guy, you know. And he can't move. And, and the and the one thing is, and because this gets invoked every time I do this, the one name is, well, Brady can't move. Okay, first of all, he feels pressure. I, I saw him make a throw Sunday where he was dead, completely dead. And he felt the pressure, and he stepped up. He basically ran up three steps and made a great throw. Yeah. So let's take him. Off the table. Well, he's also
2: like the greatest right. So, but let So time, let's be so. done
0: there. So let's not throw uh, TB12 in my face. So that being said, my question was, where are we at the point of everyone's going to have to accept that the game has changed and that teams like the Vikings, I think, are going to have to turn a corner in that acceptance and say, Cousins is our guy now. But the reality is we need to get one of these guys at some point pretty soon.
2: Yes. So that's and that's where this conversation uh, just gets a little bit more uncomfortable if you are very much clinging to the notion of Kirk Cousins as a guy that can help lead the Vikings to a Super Bowl, and and the comparison I want to make compared to like ten years ago in the NFL, where the majority of quarterbacks were traditional pocket passer guys. Think about the guys that you drafted in your fantasy football league in like 2010. I mean, it was Matt Ryan. Philip. I mean, Matt Ryan didn't come along until later, but it was it was. Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Phillip Rivers, <laughs> uh, Eli Manning. It was these traditional pocket passer types. And now it's, I would say, you, know, you listed off some of them, but you watch Red Zone any given Sunday, and at least, at least half the quarterbacks can escape pressure. And and so if you don't have a quarterback who's mobile enough to escape pressure, keep plays alive, think about the play that, well, think about almost all the plays Josh Allen makes, but think about the play Kyler Murray made Yes, to keep a play alive. Yes. It was a miracle reception. You know, these two giant hands go up through, you know, six defender, but hands. he should have been sacked. It should have been over. Yes. Yep. You know, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars backup quarterback had a similar chance of like, all right, well, you're down by a score. You got to keep this thing alive. And it's like, he can't move. And so he gets tripped up. We've seen it with Kirk cousins. If you don't have a mobile quarterback in today's NFL, It's like starting a boxing match or a UFC fight with one arm tied behind your back. You can still win the fight. No one's saying that you can't win the fight if you don't have a mobile quarterback, but you better be damn good with your other three limbs in that fight, right? Yes. And so when people bring up, well, what about Tom Brady? Okay, well, Tom Brady, I mean, okay, tie a hand behind his back, like if he was a a professional boxer, it would be like if he had the greatest, like, flurry left jab of all time. Yeah. Um, Kirk doesn't. So... When you don't have one of the absolute all-time great pocket passers or guys who can, with their limited mobility like Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger, take that extra step and avoid, Mm -hmm. it just makes it a lot harder. The Vikings and Kirk are doing an amazing job the last three weeks sort of scheming and just taking advantage of Dalvin Cook and and putting Kirk in positions to where his mobility, his lack of mobility is not as much of an issue. Mm -hmm. But at some point, and this is the tough conversation with Kirk, at some point, if you get into the playoffs, you're going to have to win like three or four games in a row against really good teams, and you're going to have to do it without perfect offensive line play. Well, and that's the key thing. That's the most
0: important thing. You've got two choices here. One is is uh, shed as much cap room as possible and go build up an O-line that is fantastic. But the majority of teams in this league don't have that, right? So what's the key thing now? I can give you an average to to slightly below average O-line if I have a Kyler Murray or a Russell Wilson or a Burrow, probably, or a Herbert, right? So so the key question that you have to ask yourself, the Vikings are basically currently constructed like a team that has a QB who can move, but they don't. But if you replace Kirk now with a young mobile quarterback, okay? Their offensive line now is still not great, but the deficiencies are not nearly as glaring. So that's the thing. O-line play, I think, across the league, Phil, is not good. But a lot of teams can uh, accept that because their quarterbacks can move and can run and can see uh, 20 yards and say, I'm going to get that. Guys like Kirk and Nick Foles, there's no chance in hell that they can do
2: that. Yeah, and like think about... Think about how exciting most of the Vikings roster is right now. I don't know that there are really any teams in the NFL that I would swap skill position player sets for. Like, you've got Dalvin Cook is the best running back in the NFL right now. Jefferson. Jefferson and Thielen. You know, maybe the Falcons wide receiver combo with with Ridley and Julio Jones, but there's really not many combos I would take over what the Vikings have. Yeah, you're right. The upside of Justin Jefferson. uh, Two good tight ends. I mean, like, their skill position players are ridiculous right now. You're starting to see some of these young defensive players. Once you bring Daniel Hunter back into the mix, I mean they've got some pieces on defense. Uh offensive line is actually starting to shape up. Garrett Bradbury uh has has been a lot better this season. Yes, Kirk Cousins has been good the last three weeks, but imagine if you could take Kirk and say, Listen, thank you. Awesome. Great job. I like how you thank him. We're we're gonna we're gonna move You, you had out a lot here. of singles, you bunted a lot, it was great. And we're gonna bring in a cheaper which allows you to spend money elsewhere to make the roster even better. Right. Mobile quarterback who can also hit the same play action and deep passes at least like 80% of the time.
0: Let me give you this, okay? Think about this for one second. A quarterback who can extend plays and Jefferson on the receiving end extending plays. Game over. What are you going to do? Like if you're If you are a cornerback... What are you going to do? If if the Vikings quarterback can buy time and buy time and buy time and has a decent arm, it doesn't even have to be a great arm, right? And Justin Bleepin Jefferson is 30 yards downfield, extending because he's smart and he's good himself, extending plays. What are you going
2: to do? Yeah, I mean, it's game over. Like, it's game over because right now everything with the Vikings passing game Everything has to happen within the first three seconds, right? Everything is it's like it's the scripted play with the scripted routes. Sometimes, maybe once a week, a play will sort of break down and Kirk or it's or it's a bootleg and he has like an extra second of time or something. Sure. But a lot of the big passing plays in the NFL, think about Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. A lot of the big passing plays come from okay, the initial play, one beat, two beats, it's not there, three beats, flush. Exactly. Four, five, oh, There's a guy streaking open across the field. Amen. You're right. And we haven't been able to really experience that watching the Vikings. So, again, two things can be true. Kirk can be playing really well the last three weeks. They can be scheming really well for him. But the prospects and the idea of putting a more modernized mobile quarterback in that spot with the rest of this team that can grow the next five years is very tantalizing.
0: And the goal of this show remains the same as it was weeks ago, which is... Not how do the Vikings get to the playoffs, which they could now. It's how do they win a Super Bowl. Yes, and I still don't. I still don't think that they are closer to the latter goal than they were previously. Yep. Like they're playing better. It seem it's more fun to watch. But if you're asking me what wins a Super Bowl, I'm telling you it's a quarterback that can buy time, and a guy like Jefferson deep downfield. Mm-hmm.
2: Back to Purple Daily in just a moment after we shut out Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Yeah, another round of restrictions announced here that start later in the week for the state of Minnesota, just COVID-related restrictions. And so if you're a business owner, this has been a tough year. If you feel underwhelmed by your current insurance company, if you just don't feel like you're getting the peace of mind and the resources that you need, Federated is here for you. Federated has over a 100 years of experience in helping business owners. So just go to federatedinsurance.com. To find out what resources you can take advantage of. And remember, at Federated, it's always our business to protect yours. Yeah. Hey, you held him the twenty points, man. Yes, you sir. gave us a chance at the end. But I got three words for you. You like that? Yeah. Yeah. Boy. Boys? In our final few minutes here, let's go through our pigskin pecking order: the top ten teams in the NFL. All right, I'll, Judd Zolga I will blow
0: through mine. Out are the Tennessee Titans, who who were embarrassed by the Colts. Special teams a problem there, so they drop out. This is very. By the way, this has become incredibly yeah. difficult. Yeah, incredibly difficult. A lot of yeah. So-so teams. <laughs> Number 10 on my list, the Green Bay Packers moved back in after uh, two weeks being unranked. I gave this a lot of thought. They beat Jacksonville. N- not impressive, but I still put them back in because they are ultimately 7-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Number 9, the Seattle Seahawks fall from 5, lost to the Rams. Russell Wilson did not play well. The Rams, yeah. the Rams were on the doorstep of, of my list. They did not make it, but I dropped Seattle uh, significantly. Even gave thought of dropping them out, but I couldn't do it. Number 8, staying put. The Miami Dolphins, ladies and gentlemen, Tua is three and zero as a starter. Now, the Dolphins are six and three. Number seven dropping uh, significantly for me because they lost to the Patriots. I know it was a rainy night in Foxborough. The Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson and things have sort of just gone wrong. It's it's becoming Kaepernick like. Yeah, Baltimore falling to seven, staying put at six. 'Cause lost on a miracle play after it looks like uh Stefan Diggs had made the winning catch for them, the Buffalo Bills at seven and three. My top five, Arizona moving from nine to five. Kyler Murray, I'm telling you. Okay, Dolly. Barty. MVP someday. <laughs> MVP someday. Number four, going uh from four to ten, back to four after uh they came back from a terrible loss to the Saints to beat Carolina, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at seven and three. My top three are the Saints who have won six consecutive games. They're 7 and 2. They go from 4 to 3. Breeze being out might hurt them ultimately, but I'm not going to penalize them yet. Pittsburgh at 9 and 0 oh, and then the Chiefs are my top team at 8 and 1. So I go Chiefs, Steelers, Saints, Bucks and Cardinals is my top 5. Bills, Ravens, Miami, Seattle, and Green Bay is my uh, second five, six through
1: ten. Dex, go ahead. All right, I have a very similar list to Judd. Number ten for me is the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, you take away Russell Wilson. And this is honestly one of the worst teams in the NFL. And and look, it's the most important position, so Russell Wilson deserves MVP talk, but that Seahawks team is brutal, dude. But they're falling to ten. Number nine for me is the Oakland Raiders.
0: Oh. I'm in. That's fair. That's I'm very in. fair. I, I struggled wow. with this one.
1: Wow. I'm in. I, I really am in. I, I think Derek Carr's uh, turning a little corner here, and everyone gave John Gruden crap, and rightfully so, but he's tur- he's got something cooking here. Look out for the Raiders. Uh, The Buffalo Bills at number eight after their uh, heartbreaking loss to the Cardinals. I do move the Packers up to seven. Uh, Yeah, they almost lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, which would have been absolutely delicious for this show. (laughs) However, they are seven and one. They have a good record. So I I do have to keep them in the top ten. The Ravens fall for six because Lamar Jackson's just, I mean, it's kind of freaky that he's just spiraling out of control right now. I really like that team. I think they're a very good team overall, but Lamar Jackson now is kind of holding them back. The Cardinals are at number five after their amazing win. I mean, Kyler Murray's one of the most fun players in football right now. The Bucs at number four. New Orleans Saints at number three. Judd makes a good point. I think they're probably going to come down to earth after the Drew Brees injury. That being said, they've won six in a row. The Chiefs are number two and the Steelers are number one simply for the fact the Steelers haven't lost a game. I still would probably take in a coin flip game or an AFC championship game the Chiefs to beat the Steelers. But for right now in the sample of work, the Steelers at number one. So my list goes Steelers, Chiefs, Saints, Bucks, Cardinals, Ravens. Packers, Bills, Raiders, and Seahawks rounding off my top ten.
2: I want that AFC championship matchup. Oh, that yeah. would be super fun. I'm gonna go reverse order to uh to change things up here, just to preserve drama at the bot in the bottom five. So Chiefs, Steelers, number one, number two for me. I got the Saints three. I've got the Buccaneers four because like their three losses, two are against the Saints, that's just their kryptonite. And one was just like a weird Tom Brady brain fart against the Bears. I still have the Bills number 5 cuz I think that offense is so dynamic. They got beat on a Hail Mary for god's sakes. Yeah. I'm um I got six, the Bills yeah. 5. Yeah. Seahawks are 6 cuz Russell Russell Wilson is 6. I still have faith in him. Packers number 7. I got the Rams up to 8. They're just like on the down low sneaky good this season again. Yeah. Cardinals number 9. I've got the Ravens out of my top 10 because the number 10 team in the NFL, gentlemen. Wow. Oh! Is the oh, Minnesota. No Vikings. Oh my
0: God. The
2: Vikings have statistically the best oh offense my. in the NFL. Did you take a turn to They've the wrong got station some the, today today? of the best weapons. <laughs> this is We're not St. No, Louis Park this is not Viking state media this is score North this is Purple daily I love the Vikings Mike Zimmer is great yeah Yeah. be deep um a <laughs> Vikings are the 10th best team in the oh, NFL the right now. the Vikings are loose. Yep. Well,
0: the Vikings are loose. i got the
2: Ravens, Titans, Dolphins, Colts, and Raiders oh, just knocking on right. the door. So Love Chiefs, Steelers, Saints, Buccaneers, Bills, Seahawks, <laughs> Packers, Rams, Cardinals, and the Vikings wow. are in the pecking order for the wow. first time in weeks. Oh,
0: wow. Oh, my God. My head's going to blow
2: up. Oh. That's right. That's right. Hey, you held him to 20 points, man. <laughs> you gave us a chance at the end. Love it. But i got three words for you. You like that?
1: Tastes good?
0: I heard it all week
1: long, right? 0 and 9 on Monday night. You like how this tastes? You like that? You like how that tastes?
2: Alright, we'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily.